Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. We've got eight incredible first-round matchups in the basketball playoffs this week. Kevin Durant versus Kawhi, Lakers versus Grizzlies, James Harden versus his former team, and of course, the Battle of the Bay Area between the Golden State Warriors and Sacramento Kings. You can head over to BetOnline Sportsbook, use our promo code BLEAV50, that's bleav five zero, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first First deposit using the link in the description to this episode. Bet online where the game starts. Morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night, however, and whenever it is, you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast, live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. And podcasts aren't live. That's the whole point of podcasts. You can listen however and whenever it is you're stopping in and however and whenever it is. We appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. It is Wednesday, April 19th, according to my count. It may not be that according to your count. But we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever you may be listening. Hope you're enjoying lighting the beam with all of us here in Sacramento. Kings are up 2-0. Draymond Green stomped on Demonis Sabonis' chest. Kind of wild. I couldn't stop laughing the entire way through that sequence. It was the most wrestling that basketball can get. And I've never watched wrestling in my life. So I'm going to presume that that's kind of the gist of what a wrestling gimmick is. Anyways, just wanted to point out NBA playoffs are going on. It's 2-0 Sacramento Kings. We'll do another basketball podcast later this week. But today, we are joined by two of my very good friends, Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield. They are colleagues of mine over at Sacktown Sports here in Sacramento, California, both born and raised in NorCal, both lifelong Sacramento Kings fans, and in the case of Nate Littlefield, a giant San Francisco 49er fan, and in the case of Emil, someone who covers the San Francisco 49ers. He goes to the Bay Area for press conferences, goes to practices, covers all the games at home in San Francisco. Emil is a San Francisco 49er insider, and they do a podcast together for Sacktown Sports, and I got to be a part of their podcast this week. So today on the show, we are going to talk about some San Francisco 49ers stuff. One of the things that I wanted to touch on with them is the intrigue around Nick Bosa and just how fundamental he is to everything the 49ers do And what we've said for a couple years now is the greatest collection of talent by any team since the Legion of Boom Seahawks. 
So I wanted to talk about that with them. Also, we're going to talk about the four, the uh, Arizona Cardinals a little bit, uh, everything that's happening with Buda Baker and uh, how the Will Anderson situation might unfold, similar stuff to what we talked about last week when we did our mock draft 3.0. We've also got some other bits and pieces of news. Obviously, we're going to talk about Brock Purdy. We're going to talk about, for some reason, the Carolina Panthers and Willie Sneed and uh, a whole bunch of other fun stuff on the show here today joining us on the take it easy podcast is Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield from the return of the empire podcast by the way if you want to listen to return of the empire there's links in the description to this episode for all of their stuff you can check out return of the empire download like subscribe all that good stuff if you want more content from them they did a mock draft as well they've been covering the 49ers pretty in-depth you should check that out as well. And uh, Nate does a good job with all the editing stuff. Better audio quality than what we have here on the show. And I like to think uh, over the years, our audio quality has improved to a professional podcasting level. So that's enough from me. Let's welcome in Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield here on the Take It Easy podcast, which is technically the Return of the Empire podcast. But you know what? It's all one and the same here today on this April 19th. Hello and welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast. I am your host, Emiliano Emil Fergoso, 49ers beat reporter for Sacktown Sports 1140. And of course, I am joined by my co-host, my producer, the man of the hour, the Kings fanatic. I mean, what, what else can I say about this guy? Nate Littlefield, what's going on? We're just happy. We're happy right now. <laughs> We're in a good place outside of this... Um Little Brock Purdy tidbit we got. I think that's you know that's a little tease for what's coming up. Yeah. But uh, you know, we got a little uh, headline clickbait with Purdy this week, so that that kind of disturbed me a bit. But besides that, I'm a happy man, and I'm very happy to introduce our good friend, our coworker, mm-hmm. Kyle Ledbetter. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to be here on the Return of the Empire podcast. You have invited me into your lovely space, and I'm glad to be here. Yeah, for those who don't know, we are in we're in the penthouse level, uh, downtown Sacramento, mm-hmm. uh, on the 38th floor. Yep, uh, it's all windows. We're surrounded by windows. It's beautiful. We get to watch over the whole city. It's it's really nice. Um, so you're welcome for for coming here yeah i know this literally like the rent you're paying on this space costs more than my entire two months worth at my apartment yeah we make a lot of money from this podcast so yeah, don't, don't even worry about it but oh, kyle what oh, are you from what am i from yeah uh well it's usually <laughs> where am i from but no uh, like what, what shows yeah so i have a, a personal podcast it's called take it easy uh i have now recorded 1203 podcasts with that show uh Hello, going back right. to college it's just I, I joke that some people go to the gym and get swole 45 minutes a day. I just turn on a microphone and record for 45 minutes a day. That's why you're so jacked. Yeah, that, that's why yeah. I'm 165 pounds. Nice. But I have a podcast. Uh, it's part of Believe's Podcast Network. You can check it out everywhere you get shows. Uh, I am the co-host of the Red Rain podcast for the Arizona Cardinals uh, with SB Nation. So See you can Buddha. check that out. Bye, Buddha. Bye, Buddha. Yeah. Dude, Buddha's like the fifth wildest thing that's happened yeah, this offseason. Sure. Oh, it's know. about time he's, I mean, yeah. 
They, I, I don't blame him for asking for he, that he, franchise is in complete dude, disarray. I, I went to school at Arizona State, and I didn't understand how bad Arizona sports were managed until I got there. They might have like the worst owners in the history so of, of sports. Here's the thing that I love is that before all of this found out worked for those who aren't paying attention to the Cardinals. So the former executives have come out and detailed cheating, harassment, um, racial discrimination amongst the owner of the uh, Arizona Cardinals or the chairman of the Cardinals, Michael mm-hmm. Bidwell. Yep. And before that, the NFLPA report cards came out uh, with all 32 teams and the grades and stuff. Oh, the Cardinals yeah. finished 31st out of 32, and the only team worse than them has multiple branches of Congress investigating them. Yes, they do. And Didn't we go over this? Yes, we, we did. We touched on this a few weeks ago. Yeah, we went through uh, the ratings, and the Cardinals were F in most departments, in, yes. in a good chunk of yes. departments. Yes, but not including most, but. the best one of them all, which, Kyle, I'm sure you know about the, uh, the meals. Yeah, so they were the, the only meals. team in the NFL Top that ramen. makes... They're the only team in the NFL that, like, when players get meals from the cafeteria, they basically, like, take it out of their paycheck and make them basically pay for it. That's, man. They are... um, They probably don't notice it, though. Oh, I bet they do. They complained about it. Yeah. They they were the only team in the entire league that does that. I I mean, like... that's crazy. Just scummy scummy behavior. So, uh, before the sidetrack. So, yeah, I do Arizona Cardinals podcast, various other places. You can find me on YouTube. I wrote a book. You can buy that wherever you get books. Uh, there's there's all sorts. You can look up SpursSixChampionship.com. It's a good oh, yeah, get Kyle's name. book on Amazon. Yeah. I got to help you with your book cover, too. I saw it, yeah. and uh, we I think we need to do a little redesign. So I wanted to mm-hmm. do something more spectacular, but the thing is, copyright rules yeah. said that I can't figure use... The Spurs logo. On, I can't use the Spurs logo. I definitely can't use the Spurs yeah. logo. Definitely can't use photos of the arena unless you go there and physically take a photo. So we just went with Spurs colors. Interesting, but Interesting. E- even through Getty, you can't. Interesting. Nope. Copyright rules are so challenging. We got to go yeah. take some pictures of Manu Ginobili in his house. Just go to the just go to the <laughs> Alamo, Alamo yeah. Dome and take a couple photos. I, I think, think it, I think it would be funnier if it was like Nesterovich or someone oh, weird like yeah. that. Boris Diaw. <laughs> Bertons, Bertons, Bertons was post. Bertons, yeah. Boban. Yeah. Oh my a lot gosh. Of guys. Boban. Okay, uh, well, so we yeah. brought Kyle in today yeah. because he's sort of a draft analyst expert. He mm-hmm. loves Kyle is addicted. It's a problem here around the station. He's addicted to mock drafts. He yes. just can't stop doing them. Yes. He so can't stop. Here's the thing, Nate, is when you do a podcast five, sometimes six days a week, sometimes having to do multiple podcasts in a day. You sometimes got to scrap for content a little bit. Mm-hmm. And mock drafts are just such easy content. They really are. They're yeah. just so easy. Yeah. If you know the top 20 players, if you know relatively who needs what, you're never going to get it right. You just switch up the numbers a little bit, and there you go. You got another mock draft. Yep, exactly, man. <laughs> Throw just, a trade or two in there. Yep, yep. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. you, you get Jerry Jones making a trade, and all of a sudden you've got a spicy little mock draft. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. And we're I am not excited. we're not wrapping up, even though it sounded like I was about to wrap up. <laughs> no, it it took me like three minutes to explain all the stuff I was doing, and then talking about the Cardinals and stuff. Maybe while we're recording, DeAndre Hopkins will get traded. God, yeah, I hope so. That'll be interesting. I just, as someone who covers the NFC West, watching not covering a team that's comical is actually fun to watch. Other teams that are comical do comical things. So that's kind of where I'm at with the Cardinals right now. It's kind of a 
I want them to do well, but I know they're not going to. So can we just get the lols, please? I'm in the best place where I'm not like emotionally invested in them. Like last year, I could name you every player on the team, but like I wasn't sitting down and watching the games like with the intense passion of someone who might cover the team or is a fan of the team. So I can look at this. I'm like, oh yeah, it's really funny that the fan base and the ownership basically hates Kyler Murray, and now they're in a forced marriage with. That's got to be a really tough franchise to be a fan of. Oh, trust me, especially when, be, yeah. especially when the season ticket holders are, are getting asked to pay more money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's the other thing is along with being a cheater, discriminatory, yelling at pregnant women, uh, the chairman of the Cardinals, Michael Bidwell, is also really cheap. Yes. And so when he gives Cliff Kingsbury $37.5 million guaranteed dollars to not work, mm-hmm. he, is, uh, he is not only passing the price on to the other team. I think their ticket prices are up 15 to 20%. Yeah. He and also currently employs the 31st highest paid general manager in Monty Austin Fort reportedly and the lowest paid head coach in the NFL in Jonathan Gannon, who was offered more by the Eagles to be defensive coordinator. But he wanted the opportunity. And exactly. And Which, Brian Flores helping. and Dan Quinn both would rather be defensive coordinators than the head coach of the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. So with Sean Payton, he'd rather work with Russell Wilson in Denver. Well, yeah, but Sean Payton was just using them for leverage with Denver, who somehow also wanted D'Amico Ryans instead of Sean Payton. Somehow they settled on Sean Payton. That's kind of a well, weird situation. Look, I've been reporting this. I cover the Niners. I've been reporting this with D'Amico for months now. Since last year, he was always going to the Texans. There was never a doubt in my mind he wasn't going to the Texans. It was just too perfect. It made too much sense. They needed too much good of a... They needed a culture guy. He's a culture guy. Well, and he's already, you know... A former Texan. Yeah, he's a former... They, yeah. So, culture. Yeah. It's about building the culture, and they wanted to reset, and it just it made too much sense. They, yeah. Denver was never getting D'Amico. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about the Texans later, I assume, but yes. the Texans, look, the, the Texans are one of my favorite jokes. Like you talked about going for the lulls uh, on our podcast. we uh, I'll just briefly, on our podcast, we celebrate Bill O'Brien Day on January 12th <laughs> because uh, that is the day that somehow against all odds, Bill O'Brien was up 24-0 right. in a road playoff game against Patrick Mahomes. That's right. And if they had won that game, they would have hosted the Titans in the AFC. They probably would have gone to the Super Bowl against the Niners that year. Man. They were up oh, 24-0. And, uh, Look, you, you might not like Deshaun Watson for obvious, obvious reasons, but when that guy was on fire, he was hot. The Houston, and they've kerfuffled that so bad. The Houston Texans not only have the worst record in the NFL since being up 24-0 on the Kansas City Chiefs, they are 11-39-1, and and I think, something like that. Um, it's the worst for sure. Not only that, they have fueled three different organizations' most successful runs of the last 15 years. Because they gave all their draft picks to the Dolphins. Oh my God, that's right. They gave the sexual predator to the Cleveland Browns, who instantly becomes the, their best quarterback in franchise history, and gave DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt to the Cardinals for free. Wait, did you just say Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback in Cleveland Browns history? Yeah, the, the modern Cleveland Browns. Oh, okay, post, I'm, about, yeah. I'm like, are we missing autogram? Are no, we, the, okay. the post, the, 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 that's the Baltimore Ravens now. The post Good point. Baltimore Ravens Good point. since 1999. Okay. That's a very fascinating stat. That's very, the, the, lose, the most losing franchise since. Yeah, then. they. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, think, no, it doesn't surprise me, but it's, it's, it sticks out. They have the worst record in the NFL since 2020, and I think they now had five different head coaches. I mean, when, when as a, 
area. When you use minority hires as a way to scapegoat out of getting good draft picks, it's, it's never going to go well. They did it three times also, which and is Houston a wild just thing. did it, and the, and the Rockets just did it too with Steven Silas. It's mm-hmm. the whole area thing. It's incredible. Yeah, and in the NFL, like people used to point to like Hugh Jackson. They did that where you just put a, a black coach in a bad situation. They talked about it with uh, Raheem Morris with Tampa. Yep. You can name three examples with the Texans. That was Romeo Cornell. Yep. It was David Culley. Yep. It was Lovey Smith. Yep. Three mm. different coaches. I love Lovey Smith for his swan song. That yeah. Great. Again, we'll talk about it later. But should I've we should we get it. into this? What's happened with the Niners since we've last spoken? Yeah, we should. I, I think that's a good idea. Do you want to touch on Conley first? You want to touch on this Purdy stuff? What do you want to do? You know, I think the biggest news of all is Brock Purdy. Yes. And I, when I, is I, it not? When, when is it not? Brock Purdy is the king. <laughs> he is the Niners guy. And if you talk to John Lynch, if you talk to Kyle Shanahan, Kyle's been a little bit more kind of off putting with it because Kyle's never. Never definitive with anything, um, but John we could Lynch, all be dead on Sunday. Who knows? It's Kyle, man. Yeah. I, their their way of beating around the bush is incredible. It really is. I love it. I love it's, phrases like that. Dude, it's, as I smash my elbow onto the onto the counter, <laughs> professional uh, broadcaster, yeah. yes, professional yes, broadcaster. Yes. Anyway, with Brock Purdy, John Lynch has said he is the leader in the clubhouse, and it sure looks like it's a possibility that he does play in twenty twenty three. Now, I know you brought up earlier the clickbait stuff. We're going to get to that in a second. But the first news that we can I can confirm for sure. Brock Purdy is in Santa Clara right now working rehabilitating his UCL injury on his right elbow uh, with training staff, doing rehab, going to meetings. That's a huge step. That's a huge step for a guy who a month ago had major elbow surgery on his throwing elbow and to have shed the brace already. He still has the internal brace, obviously, inside that's c- keeping the ligament together. But to shed the big brace on the outside that was you know, limiting him moving his arm at all, yeah. they're working on range of motion already, that's a very good sign so far. So let me give a little backstory to what exactly we're talking about here with that clickbait title. Yes. There, he had an interview this week with Yahoo Sports, Brock Purdy did, where it came. Well, he was asked if he'll be able to play during the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. And his quote was, not really sure, honestly. So that is like... Okay, he said it, but he's also said that his recovery is going well and he seems to be on track. He's taking it a day at a time and he's healing up. And yeah, just just regular regular um I uh, player speak, coach speak, yeah. right? So, I it may have just been a, a slip up. I don't really know what it was. I, I don't it's know. It's not anything. It's Brock protecting his long-term interest. This, and this is maybe just opinion, okay. whatever. I don't I'm not buying into it. It's very clickbait and able to write. That's why I didn't include it in my write-up. Is because I thought it was very clickbaity. Because you're honest, Emil. Yeah, I am. You give these honest stories. I'm trying to you be hit on- him hard. I'm trying to be honest with my, with my stuff. <laughs> Appreciate their sarcasm, Nate. Thank you. No, I'm <laughs> He's a journalist. Yeah, he's a, a journalist. Capital J journalism, yes, man. We I went to Cronkite. Cronkite. He's a Cronkite guy. <laughs> I'm a Cronkite kid, man. <laughs> Cronkite kid. I'm a yeah, Cronkite kid. Sense. Anyway, no, with, with Purdy, the reason why I don't buy it, and the reason why he said it is because Brock Purdy, and I said all along, and I said it too, he wants to protect his long-term interests. He does not want to rush back from a surgery that has only happened to, I believe, one or two other players in the NFL. Okay, one or two other quarterbacks. This is a baseball injury, typically, and typically, it's Tommy John surgery, which means you're out for the full year, possibly plus. It's a it's a huge deal, especially for a quarterback who throws with velocity on sh- on short yardage throws. So he wants to protect his long-term interest. Now, when it comes to the timeline. Him being there is the biggest sign of it's going well. If he, if it wasn't going yeah. well, he would still be in Arizona at home. That's a good with with his physical point. therapist. Okay, his he wants to go out there and compete as soon as possible. 
do not think Brock Purdy is trying to take just take his time because he wants to take his time. He wants to take his time because he doesn't want to get hurt again because he wants to come back the same. And so far, every indication is that he's going to be able to do that based off what his doctors have told him. So, Emil, you're the 49ers insider guy. Do you think that at this stage of the game, if Brock Purdy were to not play all of next season, he would still be under the contract two more years with the Niners, I believe? It's a weird... Let me look it up really quick. It's, it's a really interesting contract that he has. I believe you are correct, but it's a very small number, so I have to make sure. I don't remember if it's fully guaranteed. It is a four-year deal, correct. So he, he would be under it... Um, for the next two seasons afterwards, and yeah, he doesn't go. He doesn't go up till twenty till twenty twenty six, where he is an unrestricted free agent. So you are correct. So in that scenario where the 49ers potentially not move on, but say they give Trey Lance an opportunity, they want yeah. to invest in him, pick up the fifth year option. With what we've already seen from Brock Purdy, would another team give him a shot, either in two years, three years, just oh, based on what we've already seen? One hundred percent. So you're asking, would another team let Brock Purdy go? Like, would, would another team potentially consider Brock Purdy and like investing money in Brock Purdy? I think 100%. You see the quarterbacks that are rolling out there? Yes, 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 100%. So then in that scenario, Brock Purdy should probably take his time with that because yeah. a, he has some sort of option for playing in the NFL beyond this year. It's not like he's a backup who's like fighting to save his spot in the league and it was kind of a fluke situation. Correct, right? but I also know that he loves the 49ers and he loves the opportunity that they gave him last year. He loves the mm-hmm. offense, loves Kyle Shanahan, loves John Lynch. And he, he loves has, the weapons around him. Loves the weapons around him. It's a perfect situation for him. Okay. Uh, yeah. Why would you want to leave that? We always talk about how the Niners are a perfect situation for any quarterback, right? We're always talking about it's, it's like plug and play for Literally for is. most guys. Yeah. So Literally. it's yeah, it's why would you not want to be there? It's not Brock not wanting to be there. It's the 49ers looking at their options because yeah. like fall of 2024 which is theoretically when Brock Purdy might play next in the NFL sure. that's, a, that's a long ways from now like a lot can change in yeah. that time frame can we real quick let's talk a, make comparison Purdy to Stafford Stafford is just <laughs> now getting completely healthy I understand he's what 10 years older than Brock way right? older yeah than Brock. eight years older than Brock but this is an injury that will nag at you I know Stafford played through this season for the most part and then they kind of sat him once their season it, it was over. He had a spinal cord injury. Yeah, yeah. And okay. a knee and a shoulder yeah. and an elbow. Yeah. He's an old man. He got his ring and he got beat up and I, I, I don't know what the deal is. One of my that, favorite but. things is that Trey Aikman snitched on him during the NFC Championship last year. He's like, oh, he's dealing with the shoulder and the shoulder had never been reported. That's right. Oh. I... I I, I love when other people snitch, uh, other, when former players snitch mm-hmm. on other players. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a nice little insight. But yeah, what, so it's actually going I, on. I think that's yeah. a good comparison point there. Like, yeah. in terms of the macro of Brock Purdy, a good comparison is like Patriots Jimmy Garoppolo, where it's like he's good enough to start somewhere, we just but can't probably stop won't. talking about Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys, you guys went from yeah. being in Jimmy Garoppolo purgatory to having what I call Nick Foles syndrome. That's basically what Brock Purdy was last year. You guys yeah. had Nick Foles syndrome. I hope not. Uh, I hope not. Uh, listen, maybe. I think people forget how good Foles was that first year with Chip Kelly. Twenty. So what twenty six to two touchdown interception? So good, Something dude. like that. The it's, reason the reason I say that is because you keep projecting what is Brock going to be next year, two years from now. And my response was always, "Don't worry about it. Just enjoy how stupid it is that a seventh round pick is sure. leading you to." That's kind of where I was at. Too. Look, in terms of the, the original point you were trying to make, mm-hmm. the Niners are much more closer to trading Trey Lance than they are Brock Purdy, even yeah. at this current state. And now, do do they trade Trey Lance? I do not think they do. I think that I don't think they trade Trey Lance personally. I just don't. But even Too if Brock Purdy, 
Yeah. yeah. Even if Brock Purdy wanted to leave, they wouldn't do it. Like they have a three years of a quarterback. No, who is same NFL thing with Trey caliber. too. Like, yeah, what what value do these guys hold? Especially both of them coming off injury. I just, I just, the, uh, people saying they're going to trade Trey Lance for the draft. I'm, I'm like, why would they do that? They don't have any healthy quarterbacks right now. Okay. No, they're going to. They they're have gonna Sam give, Darnold. He's the healthiest quarterback on the team. Yeah, you're right. They're going to give Trey Lance a chance. And to what Nate said about the the clickbaity type stuff, like everyone wants to know where Brock is going because Brock is this like superstar in terms of people want to know more about this Brock Purdy story because they want to believe that the seventh round pick guy can be the quarterback of the 49ers who yes. leads them. Like people want to believe that this guy is this flash in the pan seventh round white quarterback who can <laughs> come around and lead the 49ers to glory like it's it, everyone has an interest in Brock Purdy's success including the 49ers and if that means trade Lance who they gave up like i think this year's the last year the Correct. third first round pick that they gave yep. up for him so mm-hmm. like all of the assets i've called trade Lance bitcoin because he oh only gosh. has value because people all agree he has value like Trey, if it means that dumping Bitcoin Trey Lance is part of making the Brock Purdy story work, people are totally cool with it. I'm gonna use that. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna use that nickname. Yeah, God dang it! I'm gonna use that nickname because I've literally like we've seen Trey Lance play what four football games in four years? Eight, eight football eight. games in four years. Like eight. people only. Hey, I did the number the other day. People only agree Trey Lance has value because everyone says he has value. Like, we, we have no idea what his actual value is. Look, he's our age. He's 23. He has value. Yeah, uh, but no one... No, <laughs> but no one's ever seen him play meaningful games at quarterback. Like, you can't evaluate a quarterback on four games. Well, not, well, not full games, snaps. at least. Yeah, that's the other Heck, thing. Heck, Trey Lance is younger than I am. <laughs> Trey Lance he's is born in... Hey, but, you, but you have more hair than him. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I shouldn't have said that. that uh, was not cool. We, we <laughs> Kyle, you were. We had a whole week. session last week. We had about you guys went hair, into the yeah. session. Just like I was trying not to be mean, I had to there. But I hope he. I mean, he'll never hear this. On a, but he should just shave it. He should just shave it. No, he just get I mean, just get plugs, man. Just just get plugs. You can do you it. Hair plugs to, can make you sick. They can do crazy things to your body. Yeah, Joe they Buck can. almost died from hair plugs. Really? Yeah. What? Oh man, poor yeah. Buck. Joe Buck had like surgery to insert hair plugs and almost killed him. Jesus. That's crazy. Maybe don't get a hair plugs, Trey Lance. Yeah, I don't know. Just shave it. Yeah, on a Just scale it, on Trey. a scale of one to Javon Carter, he's about an eight. <laughs> interesting. interesting. <laughs> for, those, one to for those who don't know, Javon Carter's this NBA player, and when he was an eighteen-year-old in college, he had a receding hairline. Poor guy. Poor kid. All right. So Brock, that's the Brock talk this week. Yeah, Brock's Chris, back. Let's touch on this uh, Chris Conley signing. That yes. was two days ago. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday, Chris Conley was signed. Drafted 2015, yep. Kansas City. He is now 31, I believe, 31 years old. He'll be th- he'll be he's 30 right now. He'll be 31 at the start of the season. Okay, Mid- midway through the season. Yeah. So veteran veteran receiver, yes. been around the league, played for Jacksonville, Houston. How, how are we feeling about this signing? You, Look, this is the guy you like, correct? I like it in terms of the flyer signing. The Niners do this stuff to fill up their roster. Yeah, they still the have time. like 20 something roster spots. This was left. Jordan Matthews. Yeah, uh, previously, Jordan, yeah. Just, well, Jordan Matthews can be tied in, but whatever. Um, That's true. Chris Conley is kind of like... I'm trying to think, think of a good description. Like when they signed Willie Sneed last year. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. that's a better comparison. Yeah, like 100%. when they signed Willie Sneed last year. Yeah, yeah. Look, he's just there to be a practice squad guy, maybe a flyer. He can go in. He's a veteran, okay? And I, I actually really like Chris Conley. I've always kind of liked him. He had a really good year with Jacksonville in 2019. He had a 700 and like something receiving yards, five touchdowns. 775. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, look, I think when you put him out there, he's productive. 
And I just think you got to put him in the right system. And he was great with Mahomes. He was one of his favorite guys with, with playing with Mahomes. And I think that Kyle Shanahan knows how to use guys that are gamers. And Chris Conley is a gamer. Yeah, Chris Conley is this I'm, one of these quarterbacks who Patrick Mahomes got paid. I'm just receivers. I'm just glad they chose Chris Conley. And this is by no means a full disrespect over Laqu- Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, very, very glad. Okay, I just I don't trust Laquan Treadwell. Were those yeah. the only two options? Well, that's who they brought in last week. Okay. They brought in two guys. They brought in Chris Chris Conley and, and Laquan Treadwell, and they decided on Chris Conley. And I'm kind of glad they did. I think you made me black out Willie Sneed from last year. He was so mediocre. He could not he catch the ball. No, and in preseason, in preseason, oh, yeah, he, he was, was just like, God, he was. Which yeah. is wild because Willie seems really good with the Ravens. He was, I mean, really, yeah. I mean, they didn't have the any Ravens. options. Yeah, he was. He was okay. He was an okay player. He was a wide receiver too for a team. You know, I used to like Willie Snead too. Yeah, but yeah, it's you know signing. He prob- probably won't even be there. To, probably won't make the fifty three. He might, he might not. You never know. Again, let's see how this year goes with Danny Gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever Kyle wants to do with Danny Gray, we'll figure yes, that out. Danny so Gray. I would not be surprised. Speedster Danny Gray. I would not be surprised to see Chris Conley take Gr- Danny Gray's spot. I'm just saying that right now. Mm-hmm. Because Kyle likes guys who can do all, all three phases of the game. Danny Gray can't yet. And Chris Conley can't. Well, Chris Conley, do you want to guess how many rushes he has in the NFL? Because if we're talking like a utility, guess how many? Zero. Uh, one for three yards. Well, that's not his thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like it, 31. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if what what kind of extra stuff they're going to do blocking. with Chris Con- Yeah, just block. He's a big yeah. receiver blocking. Yeah. yeah. He's like he's basically another another um uh Jawan Jennings. Yes. Who they just speaking of? They just he finally he finally signed his contract tender. Yes. Finally. Love Jawan Jennings. Love Jawan. Third uh, third and Jawan, man. Yep, third and Jawan. Jawan yep. is one of my favorite people to talk to in the Niners locker room because of just his aura and his energy. Like he's such a fun dude. Like he just he loves the game. He loves to be physical, and I just really like Jawan. I just, I really do. <laughs> he's just he's such a good Kyle guy. Yeah, nothing against Kendrick Bourne, but he was like that step up from Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick just Bourne that, couldn't that block. Third yeah. Jesus Christ, so. it's Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, did you guys know Willie Sneed played for the Panthers? He had one catch That's... for six yards. When was that? Uh, a couple of years ago. What are we talking about? Interesting. Willie Sneed. Who do you play for? The Panthers. Panthers. He played for the Panthers? He had one catch for six yards. Post Ravens? He played for the Panthers? Yeah, two years ago. Man, in, I... In between, in between Raiders and Niners. Anyways, that wow. was, I was trying to look up his Niners stats. He I remember none. his Saint Day. I don't remember his Panthers Day. That's why I don't I just don't remember his Panthers Day. He Willie had Sneed. one catch, so I understand That's, that's kind of why. Um, poor Willie Sneed. Uh, anyway, no, in terms of Chris Conley, really like it. It's it's a good pickup at this stage of free agency. It's not going to cost them a lot. It's probably non-guaranteed, too, so they can just cut them if they want to. Mm-hmm. It, it's just another camp arm. Another, not camp arm. Another camp receiver to, to throw to for yeah, great. Sam Darnold, whoever. I don't really know. It doesn't matter. He's just there to, to play a role and be a part of a roster. If he makes it cool, if not, no no big deal. Yeah. Um. Anyways, moving on, it's time for draft prep. It is time for Kyle's. Favorite time of the year. Let's go, Mr. Mock. Ooh, I feel like you're overselling this, but yes, I am. Uh, well, I, I've seen you not do a mock draft for 20 minutes, and you start to get the shakes. <laughs> like you're having withdrawal. So, so oh, I'm God. excited. Let's see how yeah, many I have on my phone. It's at least 10. Yeah. You have 10 mock drafts on your phone? <laughs> Emil, I was, I was selling it for the audience. Just on He's your phone? It up. Just on. on your phone, too? Yeah, yeah. There's also ones that I just do off the top of my head on the podcast, nice. just one after the other. I feel that though. I've done it before. Just a, a deep <laughs> obsession with Kalijah Cansey. 
Everyone has a deep obsession with Kalijah Kansi because after he ran that forty, that was crazy. Do they? I. Lot of, lot of <laughs> Does everyone have a deep obsession with Kalijah Kansi? I also like Kalijah Kansi, but he's not going to be available for the Niners. So it's really, I really don't have a point in talking about him for the Niners. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I would because he's a perfect Niner. You guys are in a weird position doing draft stuff with the Niners, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because they have they have eleven draft picks and they're all not in the first or second round. Yeah. It's one of the weirder times I've ever seen. And they, none in the fourth either. So yeah, it's like, yeah, they, it's weird. They have three threes, three fives, a six, and four sevens, I think. It's just all compensatory yeah. picks. Just it's, all comp dude, picks. The Niners have such a good program at doing drafting because they can trade all their picks away and still get picks back for just hiring people and, get, and losing them. Well, that's the joke I was going to come on here since I knew you were going to talk about Niners. Is like so if you're a Niners fan listening to this and you're you want to watch the draft on Thursday and Friday. So when that that first pick comes up, I think it's like 29 it belongs to the Saints now cuz it's been traded like mm-hmm. four times or something. Correct. So when when that Niners pick comes up, just fire up YouTube Pull up Christian McCaffrey highlights from last year and just yeah. watch it for yep. 15 minutes. And I'll yeah. take that. Yep. You see his abs the other day? Posted a picture. Or the NFL, I think, reposted it on Instagram. Future running backs need to take notes on how this guy trains. He doesn't train like a running back. He trains like an Olympic sprinter. Mm-hmm. And that's a different level of athleticism, okay? Yep. Just different levels. Is well, his dad was either a receiver or a tight end in the NFL, Yeah, right? Ed was a tight end. Uh, yeah, tight end. With Ed the Niners. With the Niners, the Giants, and the Broncos won Correct. Super Bowls with all three. Yeah. Oh, maybe not the Broncos. I think he won... Two no two with the Broncos. One with the Broncos. Yeah, oh, he was man. on the John Elway Broncos. Met, I, thought won, I, I thought he won one with the Broncos. Hold on. Yeah, we he was on. He was on the John Elway helicopter. Pretty play. positive he won. He, yeah, he, I think he you're won right. The Broncos. About, yeah, but I know he played with the Giants. I thought he won one with the Giants. I know uh, because I, know. I think one year he went Giants, Niners, Broncos. Uh, right around when they all won Super Bowls. Let's look. Ed was uh, Ed was a dog. Two Ed, two is the Broncos. Two is the Broncos. Yeah, I thought he won two. I thought he won yeah. his bowls with the Bronco. That makes sense because, because the Broncos went back to back because of the Shanahan connection. Because Mike was the coach at the time, I believe. Yes, and yeah. because of that, Kyle and Christian know each other very, very well. Because Kyle used to babysit Christian. Well, kind of, not really. Yeah, no, it was yeah. his sisters doing the baby. Kyle yeah. was babysitting nothing. Um, Kyle's a bro. What do you mean, Kyle's a bro, dude? <laughs> uh, this Kyle's a bro, yeah. and Kyle Shanahan's a bro. Yeah. Kyle's a bro. The other point I had: so when the first round pick comes around, watch McCaffrey Forty ers highlights. When the second round pick yep. comes around, watch McCaffrey Panthers highlights. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just got to turn on the Eagles NFC Championship game and the one touchdown he scored. But, man, there were so many good moments from last year with McCaffrey. His mean, he threw a passing touchdown in his first start against the Rams yeah. in LA. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, there's so much, there's so many good highlights. Go find them. Don't don't worry about the draft. Don't worry about who the Saints are. Don't don't worry about which tight end the no, Saints are going to pick. No, it's fun when you don't care about the draft. As Kings fans this year, we're going to be experiencing that for the first time too. I don't know what so that's like. it's nice. It's nice to just be like, you know what, the draft's happening, and I'm just going to chill out. Yeah. So apparently, I don't need to worry about who the Niners traded up to number three to take. Are they taking Fat Mac? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. So it's it's nice to just chill. Thank God they didn't take Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, a guy who might not yeah, be in the league very much. Well, be in the league, but ah, be in the league. Yeah, yeah, but but not be a starter. Yeah. That is longer. actually it's funny you mentioned that. That's my line of demarcation for caring less and less about the draft because people kept trying to convince me Mac Jones was better than Justin Fields. I was like, there's nothing you can say. Like, what yeah. universe are we living yeah, in? I don't where know. Mac Jones talking. is better than Justin Fields. Yeah, I don't. I, I loved all the rumors too with Chicago. Like, they need to draft another quarterback. Why? Yeah. Why? Take, they, take a chance on Justin Fields. Can we like amazing. commit to someone for a second, please? Thank you. Can we to try? 
It's the same thing I have with Trey Lance. You though. give him a bunch of mid receivers and it might work out. Hey, you got him, DJ Moore. Thankfully, they yeah, gave him yeah. something. A bunch of mid receivers. A good trade. DJ Moore's not mid. DJ Moore, Chase Claypool. Well, they're about to trade Allen Robbins. No, the Rams have Allen Robinson. He's going to Pittsburgh. Correct. And yeah. who else? Who, who's the third receiver that they have? Is it Mooney? It's 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 um, Chase Clay. It's Mooney. Yeah, it's Chase Clay. It goes DJ Moore, Mooney, Chase Claypool. That's the three runner. Okay, I, f- I feel like I'm missing some. Anyways, well, not Cole Komet plays tight end, but he's also kind of like a receiver. I love like Cole Komet too. Oh, they've got a they've got a St. Brown brother. That's right. That's yeah. They got equanimous. Is equanimous? Equanimous. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I knew I was forgetting someone. Yeah, it, he, he's the the lesser of the same brown. They're, they have one more brother too. I forgot his name. They have one more brother. He's no Amon Ra. He's no Amon Ra. He's no. He's no Amon Sun Ra. God. No Equanimius. I used to joke that Rogers was throwing the ball to Equanimius Valdez Scantling St. Brown Jr. Oh my! <laughs> they were so interchangeable for Aaron. Man. Ugh. Anyway, back to the pod. Um, draft prep. We are. We are um, ten nine days away from the draft. It's Tuesday. Yeah, nine days. Yeah, nine days away from the, from the draft. The Niners do not have a pick in the first two rounds. But Kyle, being your infinite draft wisdom, <laughs> could you see the Niners trading up for somebody in the second round with all their picks? It depends. I mean, or like, first. Or first, That'd that, be would, a that would be one, but yeah. insane. But yeah, they might have to trade next year's first to get into this year's first. Kind of like what the <laughs> uh, what the Saints did last year when they like traded two first round picks for, I think it was an offensive lineman last year. Who did they take in the first round? The the reason why their pick now belongs to the Eagles, I think, it was an offensive lineman. Yeah, let me, but, let me, let me pull it up. Um, oh no, it was a uh, Chris Olave. I think. Yeah, it was Olave. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it was a it was a lot. No, it was a uh, it was Trevor Penning because they traded up for Olave and then they traded up again to get Trevor Penning. Anyways, um, that's right, they did. They traded with yeah, they got Trevor Penning. I forgot about. They really like Trevor Penning yeah. over there. He's okay, I, but they really like him. Niners could trade up. I mean, I don't. I'm not deep into the Niners circles enough to know like someone they've invited or really interested in that might go in the second round, but. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not that hard to go from the third to the second round or bottom of the third to top of the third. It's not doesn't cost you that much, especially when you have, like you said, eleven comp picks. Mm-hmm. The only the only reason I, I say that is because the Niners do like you know they have certain type of their guys, and that's why I'm throwing. I personally don't think that they're going to move up that severely because I think they're going to use this draft as a way to game plan for the future seasons because they know they can't pay everyone and they might have to lose some people coming up. And that's going to be part of the discussion we have going into the season and going into next season is who can stick around. And I think this draft with 11 picks is going to be used to retool positions that could be needs next season or later on. Who knows? Yeah, the Niners are always interesting because I've been I'm surrounded myself with too many Niners fans in my life. But the thing that I keep saying is like the Niners are so interesting because none of this is normal. Like (laughs) people are like other like they're like, why can't? People do what the Niners do, where they like mm-hmm. draft Fred Warner in the third round or pick mm-hmm. up guys at the, in the fifth. Yeah. yeah, I'm like the Niners. I, I joke the Niners just fart out Pro Bowlers every year, and it doesn't make sense. And I'm just like, you got to look at their mishaps though in the early rounds too. But that's the that's, thing yeah. that's take the good with the bad. That's the funny yeah. part. That's yeah. what makes no sense. That's why I'm yeah. like, people are like, why it can't evens they? out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it evens does. out. But yeah. they're like, why can't they build like the 49ers? And I'm just like, because you're Tom Telesco in the Chargers, you can't do what the Niners do. The Niners are just, they, it's not normal Look, what I, they do. I maintain that drafting players requires not only skill, but a bit of luck. Because you got to hope that everything works out in the situation that this guy becomes a blue chip player. 
That's why it's so remarkable that, like you said, yeah. they missed on Solomon Thomas. They yep. kind of missed on McGlinchey. They traded three first-round picks for crypto. And, like, what's so... Which it, could be valuable, though. It could be valuable. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, despite all those misses, they still have, and it, I feel safe saying this over the last three years, the greatest collection of talent since the Legion of Boom Seahawks. Yeah, they do. It's so remarkable that they've been able to do that because none of that is normal. Like... If if they hit on one of those, they I, whether they win a championship, make it to a round further, like they're, we're not questioning John Lynch or Shanahan as Hall of Famers. It's wild how they have assembled this massive talent basically for three seasons, despite having like basically an opposite draft strategy. So even though yeah. they have no top picks, it's always interesting to talk about the Niners because nothing they do is normal. No, it really isn't. I don't know if I can call Kyle Shanahan a Hall of Fame coach. I think he needs him a Super Bowl before we can. He needs a Super Bowl. But that's yeah. what that's what I was saying. If one of those moves switch, so like yeah. if if McGlinchey turns into like Lamar Jackson, like that yeah. changes the whole conversation. Or if Solomon Thomas, I'm not even saying Mahomes. If Solomon no. Thomas turns into Marshawn Lattimore, like it would have changed everything. Yeah, man. Oh, man. If the, I daydream if the Niners had Lamar Jackson, like. God help everybody else in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I just picked a name because they were in the same class, but like the oh man, the Josh it, Allen. Yeah, I mean, sure. even Josh Allen that yeah. that works too. Like if just one of those picks, or even if they just don't trade those, like think about what the Dolphins did with all those picks that they got for Trey Lance. Like yeah. they yeah. turned it into Jalen Waddle, another one for Terry Kill, another one for Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Like even if they do like that one, and yeah, it would have been expensive, but like. It's so interesting to think about how they did all the hard part and then the top of the draft stuff just hasn't worked out for like five years running. And like I said, even at the end of the day, they still have the greatest collection of talent in the last 10 years in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, even going back to, um, I believe, the 2007 draft with uh, Patrick Willis and Joe Staley. I mean, back-to-back, round one, round two. Yep. I, that's just impressive. I mean, I, <laughs> two all all pro Hall of Fame players and just back. they they've had a recipe for success going across regimes and that starts with an organizational front of being competent mm-hmm. and that's kind of what separates the Niners from a lot of other teams is that they've always kind of been competent in the and in, in ownership especially in the NFC because yes. the joke I used to have is before the Rams Super Bowl so after the Tampa one oh boy in the fifteen years prior twelve different franchises made the Super Bowl in the NFC. And among the 12 was two completely different Niners teams. Like, there was the one that made the Super the Bowl. 2019 and the 2012. Yeah. 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 Like, Joe yeah. Staley was the only player yeah, yeah. or executive the that was on the same team. Yeah. So, yeah. basically, 13 different teams have made the Super Bowl in 15 years in the NFC. And yeah. the Niners have still built something that, while there's been super parity, has been, like, behind the Packers, the most successful organization in the NFC. Yeah, but they were also... Yeah. really, really bad for three or four years. Like, a well, horrible team. You, you, you have to, to be team. bad for a second. Yeah, you have to be. You literally have to be. And that's yeah. when you end up with Nick Bosa. Yeah. You end and, up with Nick Bosa and... You and end DeForest up with Buckner. The year. Yep, oh, DeForest Buckner. I can tell yeah. you right now, the Niners were thrilled when the Cardinals took Kyler Murray. Yeah. They went, thank you very much, Nick, come here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the easiest... Pick easiest decision. Easy decision ever. Yeah. How much is how we think about the Niners? I know this is kind of away from the draft stuff, but how much of how much of what we think about the Niners now is because they have Nick Bosa? Because if that one pick doesn't hit, 
they're still a great team, but that one foundational piece yeah. has kind of kept them stable so for we're years. We're playing a lot of hypotheticals with this. If this is like, what if they didn't take Kittle in the fifth? You know, like, what if they didn't get Fred Warner? Yeah, what if they didn't get Fred Warner? It just, I, I, it, there's so many different for lack of a better term, timelines Yes, where just like butterfly effect, one minor thing drastically changes an entire team. Like taking yeah. Lamar instead of McGlinchey. Or- Look, they don't have, if they don't draft Nick Bosa there and not in the NFC championship game this year. But no. like, it doesn't nowhere, even have to, or, or 2019 or, or no, he's an absolute freak. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a freak. it doesn't okay. even have to be like that. Cause like, what if that 2018 season just didn't go apocalyptically terrible for the 49ers? Like, what if it only went moderately bad? And I'm looking up the 2019 class. Like, what if they're sitting at pick five and they get Devin White instead of Nick Bosa? Like, still a really great player, but it's not Bosa as the foundational piece of everything they do. No, because it starts yeah. with your D-line. does. And when you have the best rusher in the league basically i mean no he is no yeah. no it's not yeah he is. yeah so he is it's 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 Michael Parsons he is an board. absolute people I, use this term too much he's an absolute game wrecker he's an absolute game wrecker and he's somebody that you have to pay attention to uh, just give all your attention to basically and shut him down if you want to stand a chance and even at that point you you can't really shut him down you can slow him down but he's too much of he has too much value to the team to not to yeah, to not have that team be elite. Yeah, and obviously I I do Cardinals stuff, but this is the thing I've talked to Cardinals fans about. Like, if you believe that Will Anderson is your Nick Bosa or is your Miles Garrett, like there is no price you can pay me to move out of that spot and Correct. draft that player. Yeah, yeah. Now the question is whether he is that guy. I mean, he's the number one prospect. He is. Since six, I saw a scouting report where, like, at 16 years old, they said he's going to be a first round pick in the NFL draft. Like, if you he's kind of tell, yeah, he yeah. gives off Jadavion Clowney vibes. I don't know what it is, but he's just got some unique blend of athleticism and bend that, like, you just don't see from guys like that. You just, you just don't see it. And and the Niners are a good point for this. Where, like, if you believe that he is that guy, there is no price you can pay me for a 17 and a half sack guy who just changes the entire course of your defense the way that Agreed. a star edge rusher does. And so, like... The Cardinals would be foolish to trade out of that pick. They, really? They, 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 I get them wanting to get other picks. I get it. They need a culture setter that can join Buddha there. They need to, they need to show Buddha that it matters. And while so draft- Jalen Carter, that's what I'm hearing. No, Jalen Carter is the guy. They, they, they look, they cannot afford to lose Buda Baker. They cannot afford to lose Buda Baker. How do you make him feel better? Hey, here's Will Anderson in in your front four now. Like, you got to get him some help. You got to get him some blue chip talent that can be an all pro player. And if you're trading out of the three, say you move back to, to 10, 11, who, who knows, right? Less likely you're going to get that blue chip all pro Hall of Fame player. Will Anderson is probably going to be a Hall of Fame player. I'm just going to say it right now. Do you think Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a Hall of Fame player? Probably. Okay. I like Aiden Hutchinson, too. Okay. I, I don't know why, but I think he's got an, a, enough talent, but also enough swagger to really have that. <laughs> yeah. That, like that just he's got to have swag to get to the Hall of Fame. I liked maybe. him. When I was... I was I, and I'll say this from last year, I like Kayvon Thibodeau over Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I did not like Tr- Trayvon Walker over the other two. Let me tell you right there, Jacksonville could have had one of the other two, and they chose Trayvon Walker. Yeah, it's so funny. So I, the way I do scouting is, I have a friend who scouts two hundred people, and I just use all of his expertise and trust him. In fact, like with all of the information, and we were doing our post draft show, and literally, like 
an hour and a half in, we were like, oh, yeah, number one pick. So Jacksonville got it wrong, right? He was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. We can move on. Yeah, I, that. Look, when Kayvon Thibodeau was on the stage flexing and talking crap to current players before getting drafted, that's how I kind of knew this guy's got something to him. Like, you, it's a different level. You got to have you got to have the cachet. Is what yeah. I'm going to use. You got to have the cachet in order to be a Hall of Fame player to, or to res- demand the respect of your peers. And he kind of has that. Hutchinson does it a little bit different, but Kayvon Thibodeau has that kind of aura about him. And that's what I, I appreciate. And so does Will Anderson a little bit, but he's a little more humble. Yeah. And the th- well, you said also earlier that bringing the culture setter to put with Buda Baker, and you said the Cardinals can't afford to lose Buda Baker. Technically, they can because they have set a price on Buda Baker that they are clearly not willing to meet. I mean, Bidwell is cheap. Well, yeah, Bidwell's yeah. cheap, but it's dumb because it's salary capped anyways, but besides the point. Just like, make him the highest paid safety. He's your best player. And like, he's their captain. And he's your defensive captain. Okay? No, he's their captain, period. You, you just, Anywhere on the you field. Just, yeah. You just watched him on Hard Knocks. Yeah, you saw speeches. him cry for the team. Like, like, he was so invested. You cannot lose a guy like this. You yeah. can't. It'd be the equivalent of the Niners losing Fred Warner. Okay? It really would be. Well, they're going to do what the Cardinals always do, which is... so. When it was Patrick Peterson, they basically had a lame duck season with Patrick Peterson, and then he just left, and he still hates the Cardinals to this day. Yes, he does. Chandler Jones requested a trade. They made him play a lame duck season. He left in free agency. Still hard feelings on the way out. They're going to do the same thing to Buda Baker at the end of the day. Yeah, but but Buda's younger than, than both those players. That's what's so weird about it. He's 27. That's why That's why <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And he's a, and he's a safety, he's a secondary player. Those guys play longer than defensive ends and and, and backers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean to the same point, like the, the Anderson thing makes sense because similarly Thibodeau was the number one prospect for my guy Blake last year, and it was it was wild that he fell to number five. Like, I can't believe the Giants were in a position to draft him. I, and I mean, if Anderson is that guy, yeah, there's no price you could pay for it. But I understand the skepticism of like if people are going to be offering. The same package that Carolina just got, or that Chicago just got for the number one pick from Carolina. Yeah, I can understand yeah. trading out and playing the game of picking a guy in the middle of the draft. Because like Micah Parsons was the twelfth pick in the draft, yeah. and granted, he was the number one defensive player in his class, but it's also a really, really, you know, you can get those guys later. It's yeah. just a better chance at the top. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.